What's up, everybody? This is Nerd Chat Fox. Let's see for a bit. You listen to us on Spotify. This is uh, Boo Blaring Juice. I'm your I'm one of your hosts, Dan, and then our host today, Isaiah, is about to come on. Right now, he's making tea, and we're about to start the show off. So today, this episode is called Talking Shit. We have the show notes right here, but we're not going to use them. That's the sound of me throwing the notes on the ground because we don't need to use them today. So, as the show says, talking shit. So, there was this one time at, say, one of my, one of my family members' houses, right? And part of my household, in the family member household, right? Because one of my family members was hosting, right? I'm not going to say any names on this chat or anything like that because I, they may be listening and I don't want to tell anyone about anything. So we're over there and another member is hosting. We'll say family member group A. Yeah, group A was hosting and group A's leader was talking and hanging out and doing doing their thing, right? And group A's leader decided to pour, pour group group A's leader a drink. So the leader of A was relaxing, having a drink, chilling out, vibing, and immediately leader of group B gets offended. The leader of group B immediately starts talking crap and immediately starts saying like, well, who are, what are you doing? Like, what? It, it's already, what is it like? It's only 10 o'clock. Like, are you sure it's time to have a drink? With your kids around and everything, like we have a baby around, like this is that really a good idea? And immediately, group A's group A's leader says, "Yeah, okay, they're alcoholic. What can you even say? You drink like what every single day, all day? You constantly come home drunk and bug your bug your kids and everything else like that, and constantly cause shit for your family and stuff like that. Who are you to say that I can't drink in my own household?" <laughs> Which immediately caused group B's leader to immediately start retaliating and talking crap backwards, back and forth. <laughs> and which just immediately led to me going outside and smoking my vape pen. Because I was like, I'm not having this crap again. I don't want to deal with this. So today there's been a, so, so I have been stressing the last two days because I have learned recently that uh, I was trying to put this off for a couple weeks because I was hoping that like, I could forget about it for a bit and that I wouldn't have to deal with it. But unfortunately, there's a family event coming up with Group B and Group A. And I really don't particularly want to deal with nonsense if there is any. Uh, but we'll see. Not much I can do, but hope for the future. So, uh, this one time in high school, I was dealing with this one kid. And uh, his name was Brody. And Brody would constantly make fun of me for my hair. He'd constantly say, like, can I have some apple juice? Can I have some orange juice? Because my hair was was red, right? So they would say, and then I would get annoyed, and I would try to ignore him. And then he would do this a week after week. And after, eventually, I just said... After he said, I said, because he's a blonde, I said, can I have an apple juice? And then he said, yo, you want to fight? And I said, yeah, let's fight. And then his friend apparently saw a look in my eye or something like that. And 
pulled him back and said, nah, man, that's the eyes of the killer. You don't want to fight this guy. This guy would legitimately knock your shit out. I was like, and, and then after that, I just turned around and back to my work. I wasn't exactly sure why he didn't fight me. <laughs> I wanted to fight him. I was at my limit. I was so annoyed. I was ready to fight this man. This man had annoyed me for three weeks, most of the term, you know? That term's only like, what, four weeks? Something like that for a class or something? I don't know. I have not, I've been in high school for a bit. So, yeah, I wanted to fight the kid. I was a little upset they didn't want to didn't fight me. I was a little upset about it. But, anyways, I went back to my work, and honestly, <laughs> it was one of the dumbest classrooms I've ever been in. But, you know, you ever have that, like, hyper-aggressive, like, teacher that was also, like, a gym teacher in your school? Like, I had an old old teacher... We'll call him Mr. Ken. He was an ex um, prison guard. Prison guard, eh? Yeah, yeah, ex prison guard. <laughs> uh, worked security for a bit, did some high value jobs, and then decided to become a gym teacher and then a teacher. And he yelled a lot and scared the crap out of a lot of kids and didn't deal with kids crap and CEOs. <laughs> you know <laughs> he treated it like a prison and and, and you know it, it worked it worked until until he met the gen z's and the gen z's caused him apparently caused him to quit being a teacher and focus clearly on sports after i graduated and then he became fat and depressed and I was like, wow, Gen Z broke him. <laughs> here's the thing. He, he just couldn't put up with the attitude, obviously. And Yeah. And here's the thing. For a lot of teachers, if they were paid properly, they probably wouldn't have instances like this. Yeah. Because here's the thing. When you, when you treat it like, it, like, like it's serious and whatnot, when you're, when you're a serious gym teacher, it's fun for the kids for the most part, right? Because it keeps everybody in line. It keeps everything fair. It keeps everything in order. Right? Right. So that nobody is picking on anybody. Nobody's making anything unfair by stacking games and whatnot. Keeps keeps things fun. Yeah. So that's that's fine and good. But over the years, you can't right. put up with that attitude for so long. Right? The constant bitching and moaning about, oh, I don't want to run. Oh, my parents said I'm exempt from this. Oh, blah, blah, blah. It's like, oh, suck a dick and just run the mile. Like, Stop being a bitch. Like, he essentially swore at us without saying any no-no words. <laughs> there was this kid, Alex, then. He just, he just, he, he, him and Mr. Ken did not get along. Like, they're constantly challenging each other. And it was just, and then it's after like a bit, schools after want a kids bit, to be like, fat. Like, yeah. Yeah. You have all this healthy shit in there, yeah, and you're yeah. saying, oh, I, we want kids to be healthy. It's like, uh -huh. okay, then stop babying them yeah. and force them to run the mile yeah. like you used to, you idiots. Yeah, like there used to be, like, um, this girl I used to date. Um, actually, we, I can say her name on here. Like, she's she's got a generic name. Um, Misty. Mm. So... She was apparently exempt 
because of her mental health, she was apparently exempt from gym class and as and didn't show up for most of the year for mental health issues. And okay. I was like, okay, why are you pulling your kid out of school for dumb reasons? Here's the thing. If it's because of body image related issues due to like rape or sexual assault or whatever the case, mm. then I have heard of these situations before. However, it's never really resulted in them taking them out of gym class or exempting them from it. Usually, these girls would just wear long t-shirts and shit. I, I'm not particularly sure why. Like, in, and everyone was fine with it because no one really judged, right? Like, no one really cared what you wore for gym class as long as you showed the fuck up and you participated. Apparently, this chick's got problems because, like, I walked I walked past her one day, and she was, like, gave me the dirtiest glare ever, and apparently I talked to somebody who talked to her one time, and they said, like, she still holds a grudge against me. For what? For high school. And I'm like, bruh! What did you do? In, what did I just, you do I just broke up with her in high school. I just said, like, I just said we better as friends, and that was it, you know? Like, apparently she held a grudge against me so much. And I was like, fuck. You guys, like, that serious? No, we weren't. We only dated for, like, a week. Like, bruh. Like, women would be crazy, though. Like, I don't understand. <laughs> Some crazy ones. You, know, you gotta get gotta get through the crazy ones or find the right ones. <laughs> uh, so oh, I'm still trying to find. <laughs> So some more talking shit. So, what's something that really got you going? Like, what what's a person that got you going over the years that, that caused you almost wanna break one of your, let's say, one of your lines in your head that makes you not wanna hurt people as much? Like something you said to yourself that you're like, I don't want to. I would never hurt a person, but. And they push that limit to the point where you use to like, for example, when you when you choked out that one guy you used to live with, when you figure, I don't know the situation of that one, but that'd be interesting. That one for you. This one was high school. Johnny was in the gym class all year long, and he was a real dickhead in high school. And for some reason, he just had a particular interest in pissing me off. So, I we had a couple of close calls all year long, but my buddy Nick was in the same gym class, lucky enough, enough to hold me back a couple of times. Like, and there was a there was one time it nearly started a fight, right? So he was shooting hoops. It was the end of class. I was getting ready to leave. I was just sitting on the bleachers waiting for the teacher to dismiss me. And all of a sudden, and all of a sudden, right, Johnny throws a basketball at my fucking head. Boom. I felt it and immediately went into, like, red mode. And I started walking towards, and Nick's like, no, 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 no. It's not worth it, buddy. It's not worth it. He starts grabbing on me. And then all of a sudden, Johnny's buddy comes over. I can't can't remember his name right now, but he was actually a pretty decent. Uh, with, he was a black dude with a 
Afro comes over and he grabs on a piece and pulls back. He's not worth it, man. It's not worth it. And I'm like charging forward. I was ready to kill this motherfucker. And then all of a sudden, he throws one past Nick's head and Nick starts charging. And everybody starts coming in and just grabbing onto us as we're like, yo, I'm gonna fucking kill you. Both of us were charging at him. So that was only one time, right? Yeah. He still wanted to play. Wow. He nearly lost his life that day. The whole class held his back. Wow. Wow. But whatever. <laughs> so, fast forward a little bit. It's the health portion of gym class, right? We've been studying. Uh, it's my. I'm doing my quiz. I have my headphones on because your teacher did. Your, the teacher didn't care. Okay. Mr. Twisted was our teacher. He's typically an English teacher, but he's our teacher. Our, our so he he didn't care that we wore our headphones while we did our test. He wanted to read our test cards. So I have my expensive ass Sennheiser headphones on, right? Yeah. And all of a sudden, Johnny comes up because he's already done his test. He comes over and pours water all over my head. In turn is all over my Sennheiser headphones, which are like seven hundred dollars, right? Oh man! So all of a sudden, again, I saw red, and I threw my desk forward like like I was the Hulk, just boom, and got up and turned around, put my headphones on my chair, and just stood up, and he began to run to the back of the classroom. We were in a portable, though, so there wasn't very far that he could run. So he runs right to the back of the classroom where the teacher's desk is. Mr. Twist is just on his computer. And I'm walking towards him. And this is the only thing that stopped me, right? So Nick tried to stop me for a moment, but he realized his mistake. Because I was in black mode at this point in time. Like, nobody. Like, if you got in front of me, I would have killed you for getting in front of me. Yeah. Right? Like, Nick looked up at me for a moment and went, yo, bro, it's not, and he saw my eyes and went, okay. <laughs> and he knew that look. He knew that look. That was the look of, if you get up in front of me, I'm going to fucking kill you. <laughs> <laughs> so, I was walking forward, and all of a sudden, I hear Johnny look over at Miss, and, and see him look over at Mr. Twist and go, you're not going to do anything about this? And Mr. Twist looks at him, looks at me, and sees the rage on my face, right? Yeah. And he goes, nah, you made your bed. You lie in it. <laughs> as soon as he said that, and I realized that Mr. Twist was going to fully allow me to beat this motherfucker's ass in this classroom, I started dying of laughter and went back to my desk and I said, you're fucking lucky. I will fuck you up, though. Stop playing with me. And I went back to writing my test. I can't even really say I had bullies in school because I also always beat them up. See, it's like I didn't really have have bullies past elementary school. I had a bully in elementary school, and that kind of changed me. In high school, I had people that tried to pick on me, and it just ended badly for me. (laughs) Like people that are that who are on our podcast a lot know of uh, know of the story of Cameron, the guy that was like 
four foot nine, thinking that he could pick on people in high school. So I had to teach him a lesson. Mm-hmm. Right? One day after getting real pissed off because he just decided to follow me around everywhere, just chirping, 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 chirping. I was like, you know what? I'm done. And I was at my locker and he said something. I can't remember what he said, but I was just like, you know what? Whose fucking child is this? And everyone just started laughing. He goes, oh, you think that's funny? The short jokes? The short jokes, really? Think that's funny? I'm like, yeah, I do. And I think you need to follow the yellow brick road back to Munchkinland and fuck off. (laughs) (laughs) And at this point, his buddy Ryan, who's like six foot five, real tall, like much taller than me, comes comes down and he goes, yo, man, I got no beef with you. Do you realize I'm going to have to fuck you up? Here's my boy. I looked at him. I went, so you're the father. And everyone started laughing. Uh, nice. And Cameron eventually got pissed off and started walking away. And as as he was walking away, Ryan was kind of like fading back a little bit, just just staring at me. And I went, "Real talk, big boy. If you actually came at me, I'd bust your fucking kneecaps and and ruin any chances of a scholarship." <laughs> and then I walked away, and we never talked again. It was no no beef from that point on. It was like, yo, bro, we understand each other. It's done. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and I've never beaten up right twenty people. So oh. like, a lot of the times it is, especially in high school, like I only ever had to fight like a couple of times, and that was not really due to any instances in high school that was outside of it or, you know, untruthful. <laughs> a lot of the times I just had to warn people of of the of the of the repercussions of fucking with me. Right? I just had to warn them of what I would do to them if they tried it. And most times people would back off. Cameron actually did try and fight me. He actually, uh, after that instance, when he was embarrassed, he actually called me out to, to the fucking skate park, and I showed up, and he was never there. And then I proceeded to call him a little bitch the next day for <laughs> for the entirety of the day, actually, and everyone knew about it, about how he bitched out on the fight. Nice. So, one time... Um... When me and my friends were hanging out and we're just chilling one time. And this uh this kid, uh, his, his name was Curtis. And he was just he was a born fighter. Like there was something wrong with this kid. Like he just wanted to fight everybody. Mm. Like I had to rock this kid in his shit several times. <laughs> like I had rock bottom this kid, speared him, power bombed his ass, knocked his teeth out one time with a punch. Like this kid just kept coming. And at one point, he walks up to my friend Andrew. Apparently, he thought that him buying dollar store gloves, those little fake leather gloves that had like those like little pieces of metal in the glove, in the mittens, and they look like look like you had like brass knuckles. Mm. Walks up to my friend Andrew, decks him in the face. Me and my friend James immediately start kicking the shit out of this kid, pushing him down the hill, jumping on him, kicking in the shit out of him. Man, he was. He was, he was done. The kid was done. 
done. I can tell you. That's how we story. do it with the south end, though. We just kick the fuck out of him. We're just like, oh, sh- this mother. Oh, I'll go to my mouth. But, oh, oh, what the way to do it? I'll do it. Kicking the shit up, punch you in the face. And I got to give kicks in the boot, fucks in the face to him. Like, that was good. I can tell like, you one story kid, early man. on in high school that might have explained <laughs> like, fuck that why kid. most people most people are just fight threats. I, I think I think I think he was the reason, but there was this one kid that was really freaking annoying. We'll just, we'll just call him Paul. And he decided he was going to like he decided he decided he was just going to just be jerking at me and just fucking around and he knew I thought he was fucking annoying and he knew I didn't want anything to do with him, but he just Mm-hmm. I was getting really, really annoyed one day, especially with this jerking, right? And I, I kept telling him the entire day, it's like, listen, man, I don't give a fuck. I can ignore most things. Just don't touch me. Right? Yeah. One one time I'm at my locker, and all of a sudden he comes up, and he kind of like bots me on the shoulder with his fist. Yeah. You know, not not even really hard, which I can I can tell you my actions were a bit extreme for this. Yeah. But keep in mind how long this was going on for. Yeah. And I was like at my literal last straw. He literally came up to me. And was, you could feel it was like it was yeah. like that. Yeah. And I broke. I looked this man in the eye and just grabbed his head, threw it in the locker. And then went to close it, but his shoulder was in the way. And then I pulled his head out a bit, and I was going to close it again. And my buddy Cameron came up to me, and he just kind of, like, grabbed my arm for a second. And he smiled at me, and he just looked away, and he walked away. Almost to tell me, he's like, dude, chill out. You you don't get to kill anybody. That's the point. Damn. You know, some people deserve that shit. I was, like, at my last straw, I was like, good, I'm going to. Fuck you up! Stop doing this! Man, I, I legitimately tried to kill someone one time. Oh, so this kid, Devin, had learned multiple times back in the co-op not to fuck with people. Because he fuck with people, he got beat the fuck out of several times. And by me. Several times. So what does this kid do? Because he harks a loogie in my face. Oh my so this Did kid, the shit out of, uh, this boring. kid got a right cross, followed by me jumping on top of him, punching him in the face several times, and then attempting to choke the fuck out of him. It took his father and my father and my mother to pull me off of him. The man had red marks and black marks on his neck. I was a gym and he trying to kill him. And apparently I was laughing. Apparently face, I was laughing like the Joker the entire time. The man spit in your face. You can't allow that shit. I didn't. I never allowed that shit. Especially where I, where I was from. That co-op, I had a reputation. I was like, I ain't letting this sh- I ain't shit go down. No, no, for real. I was like, I ain't letting this shit go down without a fight, motherfucker. No, you spit in my face. Ugh, I'm kicking the fuck out of you. killing somebody really <laughs> excessive on, on, on the school grounds. However. It wasn't on school grounds. This is my house. Oh, that's <laughs> But however, however, I will say this: my child, I will not shun them if somebody spat in their fucking face and they beat the bricks off that other child. I would not shun them in the slightest. Yo, 
if you if you are any self-respecting parent, you will not expect your child to be a bitch. They okay? Left, they, they left soon after. Like they they, they got it. they were like they were like your kid's a psychopath. That's the second time he's tried to kill my kid. We're never coming back. And they left. And I was like, uh, how about you train your kid to be an actual civilized person? <laughs> how about that? Hmm? <laughs> I'm gonna be confused. He was a he was a North Ender bitch boy who thought he was tough because he had been in one or two fights. And I was like, bro, nah, man, this is a self end. Down the tracks, bro. You hear people get even shot all the time. Where you're from. You don't, don't be messing around, people. man. You don't test people. It don't matter where you're from. You don't test people. Like, like I'm technically where I was born from Ajax. Should I rep Ajax? No, it's not where I necessarily live. But at the end of the time, at the end of the day, right? Based on my lifestyle, in my I can no fuck bitch. up anybody in this street. Yeah, yeah, it's like it's like mama ain't raised no bitch. You know, it's like right? <laughs> So you just gotta raise your kids to be tough because this world's tough. Yeah, and that's something and that like, like you cannot allow someone to just attack you and then you say say to your child, Oh, you should have just told the teacher or ran away. Like what? Okay. And so that, how does that translate to yeah, real life? Yeah, yeah. And someone goes to attack you and your immediate your immediate thing is, oh, I should run away, even though they could be faster than me, have weapons, have a gun. Uh-huh. And that's one thing that, like, that that's a different kind of parenting style that me and my dad differ on. So my, my style is that, like, I'm going to teach him to be tough and, like, not give a shit and basically work his ass off and know that, basically, I want him to be a respectful man, but also to be a gentleman, knowing the fact that if, be a gentleman, but be smart. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And if someone is due, you give this man warning. And someone is due for a weapon, give him a damn weapon. End of the day. I've always said you can always tell. Is good. You can always tell a person. If they, you can always tell, but sorry. Versus, a, his, not versus not his style, a, which is woman, like, run away, tell a teacher. But you can always tell like, a man hasn't been in a fight by the way he acts and it's always bad when people have never gotten their brakes beaten the fuck off of before you can always tell they're always so self-righteous so cocky about it you know <laughs> the type of guys that go i got the cops on speed dial it's like and how is that going to help you when i shove that phone straight up your ass mm-hmm. like what <laughs> like you know yeah <laughs> right but you can always tell those guys and those guys usually i'm sorry to say it usually those guys aren't very good to their wives mm-hmm. usually when you when you hear of a of a woman beater out there yeah someone who's massively abusive mm-hmm. if you really go into their history no history of violence ever <laughs> they're little bitch boys Take out their anger on women because they know if they meet a real man, he's gonna fuck their day up. Mm. <laughs> mm. <laughs> so, uh, speaking of the cops, so there was this one time we were all out for fireworks, right? And a buddy of mine, my co-host, found us with no trouble, right? 
and he had traveled all the way down from North Oshawa. <laughs> and this motherfucker, known as Hayden, or Hope, or I'm sorry, this person was a trans boy to a girl to boy? I, I'm don't, not, don't worry about it. I'm not, not worried about it. Anyways, anyways we're going to say Hayden. So this motherfucker sleeping in the car, right? And he, his reaction to being waking up in a car in front of the house where his, where everyone was, right? Mm. And we were all clearly in the backyard, and there was like at least seven or eight of, or 12 of us, right? I would say at least 14. Yeah. And we're loud, and we have kids, and we're flashing lights and glowing things and stuff like that, right? And there's fireworks everywhere, right? Yeah. So this kid panics, calls mm-hmm. the cops. Mm-hmm. And says, "Help me! Help me! I don't know where I am. I'm lost. I'm trapped in a car." Yeah, yeah, yeah. He went as far as to say, "I'm trapped in a car, and I don't know where I am." When we were literally just around the corner, and it took him literally Audience, just audiences. to get up and when walk I, around the corner when and I say check. This, we were forty meters away. Forty, like, if they would have shouted, we would have heard. Mm-hmm. They didn't even attempt. Mm-hmm. Not even an attempt. Not even an attempt. No attempt whatsoever. We so ended up calling tried. them the lost Walmart child. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not to mention, they got kicked off the property, never welcomed back, and they and my ex was excommunicated from talking to them. Oh yeah, because like, what kind of how can you be friends with someone? Hold on, 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 hold on. Let's not forget the worst part. She defended her. Him. Oh it. Yeah. I don't. Her. Defended it. What, whatever they want to be called, you call them, right? Like, yeah, yeah. Defended him. Yeah. Her. Right. Well, he's dating a guy now, so like, does that make him a? But he no, identifies. No, no, it doesn't I, matter what they're dating. Oh, I'm confused. Just the gender. I, I don't know. Right? So, was was he was it was it a dude before? Yeah, it was a girl before. It was a girl before? Yeah. Okay, so she's assumption to be a him. So it's a him. Yeah. We're right about that. Okay. We're on point. We're on okay. point. Okay. I just so. needed to make sure we were we were like not going to get like fucked up by yeah, somebody yeah, in the yeah. audience going, yeah. wait, I know what you're talking about. <laughs> I know what you're talking about. What am I talking No, no, I will tell you, well, I am we, I am friends with a, a trans person. So. the lost Walmart child. Because yeah. he's like, yo, what the hell? <laughs> Like, like, we were 40 meters away! Man, you like, could have literally just said, guys, and I would have been like, who's that? Who's that? Who's, who's looking for us? And that would, literally would have been us right there. <sighs> That's the dumbest thing I've ever seen in my life. That was, okay, so what's what's another dumb thing you've seen in your life that, that's really kind of made you question whether or not human beings use, use their full brain power or not? <laughs> Um, here's a, here's one. I was in the tech shop in the military, right? And I'm not, I'm not part of the tech boys. I was part of the, I was part of the signalers, right? I wish yeah, I was, sick, yeah. I, I wish I was a sick tech kid. Those guys were sick. But, um, but I was with the tech boys and they, they had a bunch of broken shit, right? Because those are the guys that fixed all of your electronics. Whew. Yeah. And I noticed with a familiar radio, one of the radios that I uh, could be operating. Yeah. For the military, and I was like, yo, guys, 
what happened to that shit? I see it's busted up in like the worst type of ways. And one of the corporals gets up and goes, you want to hear a funny story? And I'm like, oh God. And he goes, listen, so a bunch of the infantry dudes came in with this face down. And I was as shocked as you were when I saw it. And I asked him, what the hell happened? He said, in the, in the middle of the field, randomly stopped working. So we tried everything we could. Eventually, we started banging on it until it started working again. And the corporal sighed and went, what the hell did you bang on it for? And the infantry goes, Oh, a hammer, of course. And the corporal, like, shuddered, trying not to, <laughs> to insult this infantry corporal. <laughs> Sitting there going, oh, God, you're a dumbass, but on the inside. <laughs> but he goes, okay, so that explains the dents. Why are there holes in it? And, uh, <laughs> one of the... Oh my god, this sounds terrible. Three guys goes, well, one of our, one of our uh, other, um, other guys of the unit uh, thought that it was compromised, thought that the, the, the enemy had uh, somehow was listening to our communications, so he thought it would be wise to shoot a couple of times. <laughs> and the corporal went, okay, that makes sense, and he just put the radio in the back. Space Marines or what? Yeah, yeah. Uh, hey guys, uh, I know I know commercials and cartoons. When they hit things with hammers, it starts to work. This is like Fortnite. They're taking control of our. They're taking control of our systems. What are you doing? No. I'm shooting it. Ah. No. It's like what no, the they, fuck, bro? Why would you shoot it? What to the hell? Their credit. To their credit, and I'm going to say this, this is going to make things make a lot more sense to the to the audience. To their credit, when when you get something that says it's military grade, <laughs> it means that it's either really good to a degree or a complete hunk of shit. <laughs> because that's exactly the equipment I deal with in the military. <laughs> We're dealing with outdated tech out of the way. Things that things that barely worked. Like even the even the vehicles, yeah. right? They were they were like real handy downs, like had to be fixed a thousand times over. Yeah. Like, it, like they they working besties, you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> They're real hard. But but yeah, like it's not what you think it is, guys. So to their credit, banging it with a hammer might have made sense at the time because there's been a couple of times where even me, as a SIG op, operator of the radio, all of a sudden in the middle of, in the middle of clean, clean radio, it'll get fuzzy and I'll be like, what the fuck? And I'll hit the radio one time and all of a sudden it'll start working again. <laughs> so in a way, just like an old TV, I get it. But the bullet holes, 
That was excessive for me. <laughs> Bullet hole. That's some straight, like, space marine shit. <laughs> oh no, they're listening in our comms. <laughs> I think, I think the, the, the tech asked him, it's like, did you, um, did you not think to just turn it off and unplug it? I bet, I bet they were all looking dumbfounded. Like, like what? Un- <laughs> it could be unplugged. <sighs> or even the portable ones, like they have batteries. You could you could take those out. You could take out batteries. <laughs> oh, it was kind of embarrassing hearing this, and I was like, "You're you're joking, right?" Someone actually did this. Oh my god, I can't believe that. I can't believe that. You know, I can't believe the fact that they just. Wow. And these people are going to be our military guys. Oh, some of them are. Some of them aren't. <laughs> Who knows? It could have, been, could have been dudes in training. After Canada, all, Canada goes to war day. all of a sudden. I didn't, today, today, the Canadian, today, part of the Canadian military blew themselves up. Okay. How did they blow themselves up? Because they thought it'd be a great idea. This an idea to kick a bomb and then shoot at it thinking that they could pull some GTA stuff. Oh, no. Most and blow it up. <laughs> Most soldiers know better than that shit. But this, here's the thing. Okay, well, what would, be, what would be something that you would say that, that, that makes sense in that kind of regard? Oh, something that's a little more realistic. This would be never caught on camera. Never in the news. But here, here's, here's something kind of, kind of realistic. You know when you, when you play, like, a war game? Yeah. And you notice that your characters are kind of giggling after events and cracking jokes and whatnot. Now that's real. That's real. So like, I have heard so many stories from people in these in, in these war zones and whatnot. And whenever they explain stories, they're so descriptive. But if you listen in, they're funny. So. So uh, one story I heard from uh, from one of um, one of the dudes I uh, was working under for a time in uh, not Vancouver, in British Columbia, Halifax. Thank you. <laughs> oh, Halifax, nice. That's a, that's a nice town. Uh, so the. This guy I was working under for a while, like it was looking like we were training. You're all Miami ass. We were just waiting for uh for us to be placed in our actual units at that point in time. So it was just a place for us to kind of train and do what we need to do. Yeah. Get ready for our unit. But so we had a lot of time to just chill out and listen to stories by these by these old vets, right? And one of the old guys that explained a story to us and he goes, You wanna hear of my friends in Venice killing? And we won't what are you talking about? You talking about like a video game or something? And he goes, it he goes, no, it's uh it's one of my um it's one of my confirmed kills. And we went, Okay. He goes, so I was on a rooftop and I had my machine gun. He said he had a, a C seven, I think it was. Oh. No, no, it wouldn't have been a C seven. Yeah, for us it was. Oh. It was a C six. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Was the word I was looking for, and he uh, 
he had it mounted, and all of a sudden he heard a whistle, like whistling. Right. He looked into the back wall and saw the bullet hole. He scoped the head and saw a little bit of a glint. All he did was like that, just side to side, just for a second. And he said he saw this the the sniper rifle cut a drop, and half of his body go over the roof. Saw it in half. Kind of fucked up. <laughs> but the fact that he called it the Phantom Menace killing that's made awesome. it kind of funny. I was like, yo, that's, that's honestly a, amazing. That's a I love that story. And you could see kind of like the like the trauma in his eyes when he was like explaining it. The haunted look. But, it, but at the same time, you you could see like how he was playing it off as a joke. It's all of the military guys that that you have, all of your warriors in history, right? Yeah. You have to think about it from the, this perspective. Why does someone sign up to the military when they know they could die? Yeah. And you say, oh, it's to serve their country, to protect their family. It's like, yeah, but nobody's really at war, right? Mm. Except for, like, Ukraine, but we don't live with them. Yeah. So, why? And in the end, it comes down to people going, well, I want an interesting life. I want to be paid to go to different places and tour the world. And honestly, at the end of the day, they want to guys people. that like to fight and kill. Well, killing is, is kind of a side portion because no one really knows what, that they, what they like. And at the end of the day, even when they find out, which is why we have PTSD. Ding, 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 ding. <laughs> A famous line from Masashi, right? When looking into into the eyes of a of a man who cannot sleep, you have to know that he's he's only only experiencing those nightmares because he doesn't like the things that he doesn't agree with right i imagine that most people would sleep happy at night if they were in like world war ii or something and they were just a civilian existing in that event and they just happen to see hitler and shoot his brains out i imagine they would sleep like a baby that night i think a single person would actually feel bad about doing that to a person like that. I don't think a single person would. I, I really don't. I think it comes down to I think it comes down to context. I think I think what it comes down to is do you feel good about the thing you are doing? Do you feel confident that this is the right thing to do? And if you don't feel confident that it's the right thing to do, then chances are you're gonna feel haunted by that. Guilt's gonna take over. And that's when PTSD takes that. Yeah. So, back to our topic. So, um, what is one time in your life or in a family member's life or at a family event that you saw somebody get absolutely rocked in conversation or by a diss? 
Um, it, that's a hard question to ask me. You know, my family, they're, they're a bit wild. So, like, like, we have the Jamaican side, all the black friends, right? Mm-hmm. And, you know, anything about Jamaicans, it's just roast back and forth. Especially when the, when the liquor comes out. <laughs> like, things start to get rocking. So, it, it's always respectful, it's always fun, but it's, it's a little... It can be a little savage sometimes. So it's a little hard to like pinpoint just one event where I was like, dang! <laughs> there's so many of those moments at a time. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of like I have to just wait till Christmas to find out what's going on <laughs> in there. It's like... Alright. So we have some closing notes here. Closing notes. So what you, what are your thoughts on the new Puss in Boots movie with Antonio Banderas as actual Puss in Boots, not like these voice actors that are on Netflix? I can't believe you thought that that was actually Antonio Banderas. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know. I, I can't quit thought that either. It was it was dumb. It was really dumb of me to think. I, I, you I'm think sorry. he would waste his time? No, nah, he wouldn't. He definitely wouldn't waste his time. Like It's not, no. But honestly, it looks really good. It looks like it's bringing back a lot of like fairy tale characters into it. I like oh, it. Yeah. I like it. Really the, do. The, anything that Antonio Banderas is behind, we can know is going to be at least entertaining, because he's been he's been in the industry for a long long time, and he's not going to waste his time with anything that would be less than funny or action packed. You know what I mean? Oh, this is a good pop one right there. Oh shit! And I can't this. So, um, an example of best work karma. Mm. Oh, okay, okay, okay. I got, I got one on this one. Okay. So, <clears throat> so this one time, um, I had this boss, right? He was a major dickhead. Mm. And one of my other bosses found out about this. And they found out that he was targeting me specifically for something. And he's being a hard ass and... Like getting at me for the smallest little things, right? Mm. So one time the corporate boss comes in, and the and he does it one time. The corporate boss is around, and he, all of a sudden gets called in the back room, and I hear yelling, and then he comes out with a haunted look on his face and apologizes to me, and I was like, I have a question for you. This this was at Wendy's too. It was just like. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> trying to get out of my ass for the smallest little things. Eat a dick. I, I, I have a solid question. And audience, you, you may want to ponder this too. Because this is, this is a real philosophical question for you. Mm. How do you think Williams in the DC and Marvel Universe feel about such a Because, in my opinion, Especially, I can I can go Marvel for an easy example, right? Mm. In all reality, if superpowered freaks were killing people masses on the daily, would you not cheer for Homeless or Punisher? Doesn't allow them to get locked up on bars so they can escape again and again and again and again and again and again. Yeah, I would I would look to him like a hero, and I would say I would I would look to Spider Spider-Man and like heroes as bitches. Wouldn't you? Wouldn't, I, I wouldn't, wouldn't like... be able to finish the job. Like, wouldn't be able to, like, 
I feel like if you lived there, I would honestly look at heroes who kill people as as heroes. You know, I'd be like, like yeah, you should, you should do the Punisher, but the Punisher for uh, Prime Minister, Punisher for this. Like, you know, like I, I feel like to a degree, like everyone knows that the Punisher is a madman, right? Mm-hmm. But I feel like to a degree, certain certain heroes that like kill super villains that are too too powerful or too evil to uh to control. I think people would look at that man and be like, you're a real hero. I don't think anybody would would look at that person and be like, he's, he's terrible because he's a murderer, right? I think people would look at, at people like uh, at Superman and Batman and see them going, why the hell are you allowing Joker and Lex to get out of these prisons every freaking time? Kill we end up suffering for it. Yeah. <laughs> And kill more people and like suffer and like shoot more banks and take people's money out of their bank accounts and stuff like that and like Which murder people. Which is exactly the premise of my superhero script, The Poltergeist. Yeah. Same idea. Okay, so I got a closing note. So if you were famous, what, what would it be for and why? If you were ever famous for something. Like, have you ever made it or something in life? What do you think it would be? Uh, right now, there's only two talents that I even flex. So, I would for me, say it'd be gaming. I would either get famous for a screenplay that I wrote, or I'd get famous for the voice. One of the two. Nice. All right, everybody. We're going to close the show tonight. Thank you all for tuning in and have a good night. If you haven't followed us on Wisdom, prepare to follow us and uh, tune into our shows when we're live. I do a day cast sometimes. And look out for those on weekdays from usually from 12 p.m. to 3 p.m. So if you haven't followed us, and if you're listening to us on Spotify or whatever browser you're listening to us on, consider following. All right. Bye, guys. A witty comment for us? Hmm? You have a witty comment for us at the end? Why not? All right. Don't be silly. Wrap your willy. <laughs> <laughs> Nice.